0: Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil with the Voyager Bridge background. Yes,
1: I horse. do. I've got I'm trying to sit kind of where I would be sitting, but it's, you know, a little the perspective's off. But I wore a matching sweater with the carpet, so
0: is that. Yeah. you know i want the sweater to match the carpet as they say i you're really going to go down that avenue i just right said now? the okay. sweater
1: matches that
0: carpet of the bridge yeah but you were you know what you were inferring you know you know the uh you know what i played message, tom paris i played the rascal
1: tom paris on star trek voyager i get to make carpet and sweater jokes
0: so when you get rascally, can I, can I refer to you as, can I say- The rascal. You've been, I, yeah, or I can say, are you being season one and two, Tom Paris, right now? This will be my way of saying you're okay. being a bit rascally. So what's, what's new in, in the world of McNeil?
1: Well, I'm finishing, getting close to the end of our, my Turner and Hooch you know, producing and directing. I'm directing two of these last three episodes, so it's keeping me very busy doing oh a goodness. big car chase- sequence in this, uh, this episode. So that's fun because we get what's called a Russian arm, which is the, the, the kind of uh, usually a Mercedes or a Porsche with a camera, remote camera on the top that drives around for all the sliding and the car chase. And we have a drone chasing and we've got a oh, T-bone wow. crash. It's a big stunt sequence. It'll be fun. So that's exciting.
0: Reminds me of all the stunt sequences you did on Chuck. You know, you guys had a lot of stuff there stuff for tv right for
1: tv that was big yeah and we were Mm -hmm. kind of a low budget show so it was it always had to be very inventive what we did with stunts
0: got you now here's the other question so then you're going to go on hiatus right then then
1: i go on hiatus and i go back to utah to my new home and uh and also i'm getting married um Be married. I know.
0: I know. You're, cr- you're all over the place. You're, I'm a very busy you're man. This. You're, you're a very busy man. You have so much on your plate.
1: And I still find time to match the sweater to the <laughs>
0: carpet. Okay. Are all your vehicles with you in Vancouver right now? Or I don't do you have, have that many vehicles? I have
1: liquidated. I have liquidated a lot of vehicles. What I own now the is, RV. is the RV, my motorhome, which I love, and my Tesla Model 3. 2018 Tesla model three. That's it. I sold, uh, both my motorcycles. I sold my Explorer. I sold my mini Cooper countryman. I have no, I'm very, I have a motorhome and a Tesla. That's it.
0: You're kind of footloose and fancy free. I need to know which model model three do you have? You have, there's different, there's a long distance one, a performance. What do you have? I have the dual motor. Mm -hmm. So
1: it's, uh, yeah, a little more performancey, all-wheel drive, good better traction, the dual motor, um, model three. Yes, with the long distance, the bigger battery range, the autopilot. Yeah, I kind of got all the perks on that
0: one. So at the time. So that's the the faster zero to sixty, because you you know, depending on which model you have a, a slower zero to sixty yeah. number or a, a little faster. It, it
1: was the fastest at the time. There has mm. been a software upgrade that you can purchase. That they'll download the software upgrade for like three or four or five thousand dollars. I forget what it is, and it will take mm. it from like the 3.7 seconds to 2.9 or something. I could get it to go faster if I want to spend a few thousand dollars, but it's fast That's enough crazy. for me. It's super yeah.
0: fast. I'm not a I mean, three, some three point something seconds in zero to 60 yeah. is fast. It's super already. fast. You feel it. That's already, that. yeah, yeah, it's it's light speedish in a way for us humans, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's good enough. It's great. But yeah, I was just looking at the Tesla website. There's a, they have a plaid model. Like you can get a Model S plaid, plaid plus or whatever. And it's <laughs> less than two seconds to zero to 60. Oh my Just God. blows my mind. I mean, I think, I think accidents will be much more prevalent with people with that model. I mean, if you're going that fast. Hmm, that's very know. fast. I don't know. All right, this week's episode, it's the big, Tom and Harry episode. Yes,
1: it is. The shoot. The I'm shoot. So I was waiting for you to say it. I was like, say the title, <laughs> say it, say the title. <laughs> Why isn't he say say the, the title? Say the title,
0: damn it. Yeah, the shoot. Uh, yeah, I apologize, everybody, if I'm a little bit slower. I, I had a nice fall on the ice uh, about a week ago and smacked my head really hard. So if my synapses aren't firing and I can't come up with titles or names as well as I normally do... I'm going to blame it on the ice is what I'm going to say. Um, But the shoot on the ice,
1: ice. blame it on the ice, blame it on the ice. I felt like that was a cue for a song or something.
0: I feel like we need to add more song to our podcast. It's just something that people really enjoy music and song. And you're good at just coming up with random lyrics out of the blue.
1: I'm a, I'm a creative songwriter. I just kind of, you know, Riff. riff.
0: Yeah. You, you riff on it for sure. Which is really I riff on the songs. I riff all on the songs.
1: I make up all the words and sing them all day long. That's why I love to sing. It's one of my favorite things. Okay. Anyway, you, so, see, you know, Robbie. Go, go, go. After
0: we, after we upload this particular episode, yes. if we lose a large percentage of subscribers, we will stop the singing immediately. We'll it's just. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> Yes, I don't think so though. I think we're going to gain people. I think people are going to be excited about for for the songwriting. Yeah. Yes. All right. we're going to
1: podcast a new podcast (laughs) songwriting with Robbie Duncan McNeil.
0: (laughs) McNeil. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that Um, would. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. You guys know our normal format, so Robbie and I are going to head off and watch the show. Uh, We haven't seen this episode in quite some time, and we're going to come back and, and discuss the shoot.
1: All right. See you soon. See you soon. All
0: right. So we are back from yes, watching we the are.
1: shoot. How oh.
0: exciting was that? Robbie, I'm going to change the name of the episode yeah. from the shoot to the sweat. I know. It was very, we, we were so very sweaty.
1: I mean, I think I, I, at one point I said to Rebecca, I was like, I wonder if I was really sweating or if. Or if that was like makeup, because sometimes it looked like they had sprayed us down with like, they used to use those Evian bottles, the, like the mister, and they would spray us down when we were supposed to be sweaty. So I think that's what they, they
0: did. I do recall exactly what they did. They did spray us down. It wasn't necessarily with water. It was like a mixture of like glycerin, um, uh-huh. something else that could that wouldn't evaporate as quickly as water, right? So with the yeah. hot studio lights, if they had just did an Evian mister, that would have evaporated so quickly. So they yep. used some chemical form of water mixed with something else, which then produced our fake sweat. Our it would look good. Life. It looked good. The yeah. whole set looked good. That whole The whole episode looked really good.
1: Les did a great job directing. Yeah. Um, the lighting was really dramatic. Lots of
0: shadows and lots of, yeah, dramatic lighting. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, let's start off uh, with our our haiku and our limerick our poetry
1: synopses okay yes here's my haiku um very impressionistic you may say okay here we go so a a haiku five syllables seven syllables five syllables so here we go okra tom and harry in prison the manifesto, a <laughs> <Our> criteria.
0: <laughs> wow, Ben Harry in Man-
1: prison. <laughs> the manifesto. I think it's there's so much to capture in this episode that I had to get it's the difficult.
0: In there. It's yeah. difficult there. See, so now you know, now that you've done uh, yeah. haiku for a few episodes, it's not as easy as now as you would think. It's actually, I think, the limerick. Gives you a little bit more freedom to describe what's happening because the haiku is so brief that yeah. you're only able to get the true, the essence. And the essence, yeah. you know, Akratirians already takes up five syllables itself, right? <laughs> <So. Akaterians. laughs> One word, bam. Akaterians. Akaterians. Yep, that's right. That's all done. Okay, yeah. here we go. Straight from Ireland. Here's your limerick. All right, the shoot right. limerick. Tom and Harry are accused of a terrorist plot. To a dark, dank prison, they are sent to rot. Tom loses a knife bout. Harry finds a way out. Janeway saves the boys, jackpot. (laughs) Nice. Nice. All righty, buddy. That was good. (laughs) I like the limerick. They're fun. Can I just first talk about how difficult it was to shoot this episode? We were on stage 16, and they built that entire prison set on stage 16. Yep. And they included a lot of. Um, they brought in a lot of dirt and just there was just a lot of just stuff in the air like dirt yeah. and residue and dust. Um, they pumped in the fake smoke, which you know back in the day, I don't think they use the smoke that they used with us any longer. I think that stuff is so toxic that oil-based smoke that they would pump in there right, um, right So I my recollection was that four-fifths of the cast and crew developed bronchitis. Wow from this episode. I got sick as a dog. I know other maybe you didn't maybe you uh, I don't maybe remember. you avoided the bronchitis bug. But I do I remember, remember
1: I, now that you mentioned that, I do remember an episode where everybody got sick. I also remember an episode, uh, Sidebar, where mm. I got the chicken pox right, right around the holidays. Oh, my god, Because gosh. I, I guess I, I thought I had chicken pox. I'd never had the chicken pox, I guess. It was right around Christmas, like the week before Christmas, I was not feeling well. Oh! Because my kid, Taylor, got chicken pox at school, brought it home. I guess I'd never had it. I got it, but I had been to work feeling kind of rotten, and I guess I passed it on to two of our crew members. So, <laughs> right around Christmas, I had the chicken pox. My kid had the chicken pox, and two of our adult crew members had the chicken pox. So I do remember oh that. That uh, I think Billy Pete's might have been one of them. It was, and that's oh. dangerous, by the way, to get chicken yeah, pox man. as an adult. So I you were. I didn't know I, was like I, I vaguely
0: remember this. Yeah, you were patient zero, but I vaguely remember that story. But I do remember this episode. Almost everyone got bronchitis. It was just ridiculous. And wow. I called this a blood, sweat, and tears episode because there was fake sweat and real sweat. There was blood in that. Um there was a there was a scene. I, I think they might have cut it out, but I, I come down the stairs or the that metal. Steps, or uh-huh, the, you know, uh-huh. railing or whatever, and I tripped. I don't think you were on set when this happened, huh. but I tripped and fell, and I hit my knee against one of the steps, like the metal stairs, and I cut my knee open. So, um, ouch! That was very painful. I do and remember this being ouch. a
1: rough set, like you just Oh god! I remember the those little cubicles had very low ceilings mm-hmm. in the tiny little cubicle, and I remember hitting my head a few times because yeah. I noticed. As, as I was doing the whole thing with the, uh, the clamp that we had in our heads, that was kind of making us crazy in the store. Yeah. I remember when I was filming, hitting my head a couple of times and, and being like, oh my God, my head, I was doing yeah. this a lot because yeah. uh, it was just a rough set to work in for sure.
0: Rough, but, but yeah. truly the whole, I mean, I've never worked on a project where almost everyone got sick. And it was like an episode of Oprah, like you get bronchitis, you get bronchitis, you can have bronchitis. I mean, everybody from in front and behind the camera got ill during the filming of this episode. So, um, and the cutting of the, you know, cutting open my knee didn't really help. Um, And as we see from the teaser, uh, the teaser scene, it's Kim falling into the prison and he summarily gets beaten up by all the prisoners and there was some good
1: <laughs> stunty fight stuff in this yeah. episode I have to oh, yeah. say and yeah. I saw Tom Morga's face our one of our regular stuntmen mm-hmm. I saw Tom mm-hmm. a couple times which was nice to see his face Yeah I love the whole like bouncing throwing you around and then at the end yeah. you get tossed down or you get pushed towards me and and I yeah. look at you for a minute and then I punch you and at this point when we were rewatching I'm like why am I hitting Harry? Like, I thought this was supposed to. My memory was this was the episode where we were buddies. Yeah. And why am I hitting him? I, and your poor face, you look like, with, why, Tom? Why?
0: <laughs> well, when we're watching that scene where I get thrown towards you, and there's that moment uh, before anything happens where. I see you and you see me yeah. and it's the, it's the calm before the storm. And right when that, when we see that interaction beto- between the two of us, Megan goes, you guys are going to kiss <laughs> and, I, and, I, and then you end up punching me. And I go, no, that wasn't a kiss. No, <laughs> that, was, that was a kiss with a fist. A fist that a was. It was a fist to kiss. And I'll be honest. I yeah. don't remember that either. I don't remember you punching me. I, I didn't like, remember that? that. That was the story. I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. um although clearly that was a strategy right oh yeah yeah it was all part of a cover play it off like yeah it was the cover yeah
1: but i didn't i didn't remember it at this point in the rewatch um Mm -hmm. i will have to say every time they talked about so this is an okraterian prison um we find out that we (laughs) are convicted of uh of some kind of terrorist bombing but every time i gotta say every time they say the word okraterian I hear no. Beltran or Ethan Phillips or the whole gang that would tease you about the girl that you had the crush on who had the line the octerrians would never do that and so I laughed it was hard for me to pay attention to this episode cuz they kept saying the word octerrians and I kept hearing the the joke the teasing of the Aquiterians would
0: never do that. Line reading Robbie, that, that we did. We're gonna show. bring her on as a guest. We're I gonna know. have to like settle we're this. This is this to. is the we have to bring her on. And I'm sure she'll definitely come on as a guest. But yes, yeah. you're right. <laughs> and I knew that you would bring this up. I said every time I heard that aquaterian, I said, Robbie's gonna talk about this. He's gonna talk yep. about the Aquitarians would never do never that. Do that. And, and I we I, should have I a know. by the way, we
1: should get everybody like Beltran and ethan phillips and even picardo and kate mulgrew just to do their best version of the ocreterians would never do that and just kind of put them up for the fans and have everybody vote on who gives the best line reading of the ocreterians would never do that because you know that line was famous with our with our cast yes it was that became a very very popular line um anyway yeah at my
0: expense of course
1: yes of course I had to, we had to bring that.
0: During the credits showing all the names of all the guest stars, one of the guest stars name happened to be Beans Morocco. Oh yeah, Did you I see saw that. that. Yeah. I was Who like, was what Beans? what an awesome name. Beans Morocco is the guy that steals our shelter. Remember I take, oh, after you get yeah. stabbed, we go yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the shelter and then the guy, I'm like, get out of, that's our, that's our little hut. And he's like, it's mine. And he's like, ah, that's Beans Morocco. Beans Morocco.
1: Morocco. Yeah, what a great name that's a great name it sounds like some like pirates of the caribbean name like the whole i gotta say also the whole style of this uh prison barge Mm -hmm. it felt like we were on an episode of the pirates of the caribbean go to space or something (laughs) it felt very (laughs) pirates of the caribbeans in space
0: you know i don't know if i don't know if you felt or if you notice this but the the main Mm -hmm. bad guy i guess Pitts is his name you know yeah every time i watched him and with that head that little headband thing he had on i just kept thinking of 80s you know let's get physical physical i kept thinking like this guy's about to lead like uh, an aerobics class or something that 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 headband really bothered me um so beans morocco you know we can start coming up with other names where the first name is a vegetable and this then the second the last name is a country right so it could be like it could be like artichoke zambia mm. like that you know like mm. that or, or uh and artichoke nigeria something like that right but this is this could be a thing that we okay 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 just throwing it out there. Okay. I mean, if you're gonna go and get everyone, if you're gonna go and get everyone to do their, the Akaterians would never do that rendition, then I can come up with you know, be, yeah. uh, vegetable be country vegetable names. Vegetable country yeah. names. I like it. The yes. director is, of course, we talked about this uh, a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Mr. Les Landau. Um, mm-hmm. Teleplay by Ken Biller, but the story is by Clavon C. Harris. And um, I remember uh, yes. specifically the openings when we're in our little hut for the first time um, that opening that first time that you see Paris and Kim in the in the shelter right that is when all the other Voyager actors that wanted to direct um, <laughs> other than myself were observing us and right. they were sitting next to Les and in the beginning they were they were behaving but halfway through they were cracking up, joking, laughing loud. And to be perfectly honest, you didn't get pissed off. I did, cause I said, look yeah. guys, this is a serious scene. We're supposed to be, you know, we're all messed up here. We've got this aggravation. And maybe that that actually probably helped my acting cause I was annoyed probably and did. aggravated with my fellow co-stars. Yes, yeah. I, I truly was annoyed with uh, Bacardo, Roxanne Dawson and Tim Russ. For I think I do that. remember that. I do remember doing that. their thing.
1: And and I and I do remember like because I had been the one who had directed, I felt like, well, I don't want to tell them that they're being a little loud or distracting because it'll seem like I'm telling them they shouldn't be direct. Like I'm trying to undermine their directing <laughs> aspirations. So I was like, crap, <laughs> I can't like I can't tell them that I actually <laughs> think it's being distracting because yeah. it's going to seem like, you know, I don't want them to direct. But yeah. It was awkward.
0: Hey, but good thing you had me there because yeah, I walked right up it. to them and I told them, I said, you yeah. get, I said it. I said, uh, I said, what the hell are you guys doing? You think if this was your scene and it was totally serious and it was a big dramatic scene that I would sit next to the director and start cracking up and making jokes and and completely uh, uh, distracting you and messing up your take? I, I was so pissed and they did. Mm. They shut up after that. They were like, oops, you know, so um yeah so i got to be the bad guy i could uh, be the bad good. cop in that instance good
1: for you um so let's see so we find out that we were uh we were put into uh this prison you tell me how you were you know tried and then convicted and i say same thing exact same thing happened to me uh mm-hmm. we we're accused of a trilithium bomb in the uh lactvia recreational facility that killed 47 people and this is uh we we come to learn this is a uh, terrorist group called open skies yes. um that is that is doing this and they think uh, the trilithium bomb is because of voyager because we have dilithium power sources and so that's how they make that connection obviously it's not obviously we didn't do that but they say get out of here and uh and the captain decides to leave for now to figure things out but mm-hmm. as she's sort of chased out by these two ships these are ships I noticed they look a lot like the Delta Flyer shuttle. Yeah. Like this, the the shape and everything. I was like, wait a minute. That looks like two Delta Flyer (laughs) shuttles escorting us out. Maybe a little bigger than the Delta Flyer, but I thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, very streamlined like the Delta Flyer. You're right about that. And what did you say the recreational facility was that the bombing took place? It It sounded like you said Latvian. Lactivia. A lactivia, okay. Lact- not Lact- to be confused. Lactivia, lactivia. Yeah. not to be confused with Latvia, the country at Latvia. So no, we don't want to offend any of our Latvian uh, fans that are listening to no, this. No, we don't. Lactivia beans, Latvia. No, we, and lactivia really does sound like. Didn't get you know, my joke,
1: Garrett. It was beans. Latvia. What did you just say?
0: I just said we, don't, said we don't want to offend beans, beans Latvia. because yes, it's a idea. vegetable in a country. Okay. <laughs> But you need a different vegetable than beans. Give me something different than beans. Uh cucumber latvia. Cucumber Latvia. We don't we will not offend cucumber latvia. You know why I did not catch the joke immediately? Because when you said lact latvia Lactvia, it just sounded like activia. That there's I there's think that, that it was one. Lac,
1: Lactivia. Lactivia. Is that what it is? That's how what I like wrote some... down. L-A-K-T-I-V-I-A. Yeah. Lactivia. So it's kind right. of like a yogurt.
0: For um, lactose intolerant people is yes, what it is.
1: Yes. Thank you. That's what the recreation <laughs> facility that we were <laughs> accused of destroying because we hate, we hate lactose. Okay. We're, we do. We're, we're so and- lactose intolerant <laughs> that we blow up recreational facilities. That's we c- we cannot tolerate anything that even sounds like lactose. Much less eating it. It makes us gassy. Did you know the that- terrorists? <laughs>
0: Okay. did you know that beans is actually only a nickname for beans morocco oh yeah his See, there's full name is soybean it's soybean morocco yes. is what yes it is. i have heard yeah. that yeah <laughs> okay um it was uh i think it's open sky as opposed to open skies i think it is open sky a, you made a right. plural yeah yes um I did. which then made me think maybe this should be it t-shirt for the delta flyers open Ooh. sky you know something kind of cool with open sky They're terrorists though i don't know if we, we don't have to put terrorists done. on the shirt
1: yeah let's not put any it's just let's just never op- make a t-shirt that it says, says terrorism or bomb I'm gonna, on it no. i'm gonna guess that we're never going to do that that would no, be bad won't. okay
0: good. <laughs> just leave um, it with
1: open sky all right yeah so um i tell you that we're uh, 300 meters underground and there's 50 other prisoners here. So, which surprised me because I remembered as we started watching this, I remembered that it was a actually a spaceship we were on. So I was like, how can anybody believe that this is underground? Like it just, and I, maybe that's because I already knew, but do you think it, does it appear like we're underground? Maybe that's because the shoot is supposed to feel like it's coming
0: from- Yeah, because of the, sh- because of the shoot. So up until that point, it, everyone thinks it's underground, you know? And I think yes. that was the big reveal when Kim climbs up, you know, and figures out, oh my gosh, it's yeah. not underground. Maybe I just because so I knew that, I just did remember Because you already knew, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. Um, that clamp though, how did they attach that to your head exactly? I don't Do remember recall?
1: anything being in my head. I think we just faked it <laughs> and it was like, a. I think I did something like this and then there was a, a visual effect. I don't think there was any no prosthetic or anything. I don't think so. They stuck,
0: Robbie McNeil. They, yes, did. they did? put. Yes, because I remember moving your hair out of the way to show that little blinking light on the back of your head. I so don't
1: remember they it. They
0: stuck something on there, I'm pretty sure. You'd think it was a visual effects though. Hmm. I
1: do. That's I don't remember getting a, any kind of prosthetic on my head, but I could, yeah, there's a lot of things I don't remember. So that's possible.
0: Would Dan be able to tell us this? <laughs> Dan I, don't know, I don't know
1: who would remember that. It's such a small gonna detail. Remember
0: that. It's a, such a small detail. It is.
1: We'd have to get a call sheet. So on the call sheet, as some of you patrons have seen, uh, we interviewed Mike DeMeritt, um, who was an AD on the show. And he talks about a call sheet and how we hand wrote or our ADs and our production staff would handwrite in the old fashioned way the call sheet. On the back of the call sheet, when you turn it over, when you turn it over, you've got the, every crew member and department listed and who was there. But you also, sorry, on the front side, under special notes or anything, you'd have um, some of those notes. So if there was prosthetics that day for the head, that probably would have been noted on the call sheet. So that's a way we could find out if it was, somebody could yeah. find the call sheet from the shoot and they exist, they're out there because I've saved some call sheets and I've, I've signed some at conventions over the years. Mm-hmm. If you look under the special notes in that section where it talks about props and makeups and stunts and things like that it probably mm-hmm. would say like prosthetics that day for you know it would it would probably list that specifically
0: yeah I tend to think that it was it was not a visual effect really I just recall okay. yeah I just I think I remember me having to like you know move your hair to see to show that to camera right but it's an interesting idea that, that this clamp, is utilized to mm-hmm. increase aggressive tendencies, you know, to increase agitation, uh, mm-hmm. which is really, really, you know, something that that mm-hmm. it is prison control. I mean, it, not prison, but population control for a prison is if you can mm-hmm. increase somebody's agitation and aggressiveness, mm-hmm. then they're all going to end up killing each other. So you don't have to really do anything. Just let them do their thing. I think for me that that thinking about that, it just, reminds me of during world war ii i don't know if you know this story but um hitler wanted uh hitler wanted a drug that would cause his his troops to fight oh yeah more like berserkers you know to be a little bit Mm -hmm. more violent or aggressive um and so the German, fart- I was going to say fardiceutical, but it's pharmaceutical, not pharmaceutical.
1: No, pharmaceutical is a whole different school table. of medicine that Tim Russ is very, and, and Ethan Phillips, I think He's went to that They're... medical, the fardiceutical school. And um, I think uh, Tim is a doctor in fardiceutism. Fart-a-seut-
0: <laughs> Uh, whatever is the largest pharmaceutical company in Germany they were the ones uh, that were given that order and so when they first came up with their first uh, <laughs> their first trial run of this drug right uh, uh, they gave it to all the Germans you know a select sample of German soldiers and um, they wanted to see what would happen and literally 35 40 minutes later these guys it, it, it was it the exact opposite happened. They weren't violent. They weren't aggressive. They were extremely loving. They were extremely oh, uh, into sens- in sensations and whatever. And the drug that they had found was ecstasy. Modern day ecstasy, MDMA, is what they came up with. Oh, so that's funny. they gave these... Yes. Yeah, so these German you know, soldiers are sitting there going... Wow, your uniform, it's so, it feels so soft and wonderful. It's beautiful. And you, I think I love you. I mean, I really do love you, Gunther. You are probably one of the best people I know. No, Manfred, you're the best. I love you. No, I love, so the exact opposite happened. Uh, Um, Anyway, that's just We should have
1: had some MDMA uh, in the shoot. If they had just passed that out, instead of these little clamp implants, we would have, well, things would have gotten...
0: Things would have been different. Yeah. A
1: whole different kind of <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that, you know, we see you trying to work on this pipe thing, this to yeah. diffuse the. Uh, the force field, short circuit that force field. Yeah. You know, but you're starting to feel the, the effects of the clamp. Uh, we go yeah. back to the, the ship. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that Torres comes up with this paralithium idea that, you know, not only dilithium could be converted, but it could also be paralithium, which I've yeah. never heard uh, of that, uh, of paralithium before. That's the first time I heard Correct. it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. And then, mm-hmm. so there's this other group that's got paralithium that, that they may be the ones, and we find out Eventually later on, it is those guys. Right. You do successfully disable that force field, right? Well, actually, no, at this point you don't. No. Sorry. At this point you're testing it and it it uh I
0: think it shocks me, right? I get knocked you or something. Yeah,
1: you don't get killed, but it shocks you. And then other prisoners come in, that some of the other guys, they are uh very suspicious, they want the pipe, they want to see what this is. And this is the scene after the shock where Paris gets in the fight and is stabbed by the Akrotarian. And then Kim has to come in and fight off off the rest of them. It's a very um, cool fight scene, an
0: emotional scene. It's really cool. It is, but it was very bizarre for me to see how quickly you pulled that knife out. Like the minute he had his knife out, you just, it was like a card trick. Like you had, you know how a a magician just uh, pops open and a card comes out of his hand. Like you went, boop. And boom, this knife just appears out of nowhere. It's like when did gotta you be ready in prison get that knife? It was gotta be yeah, always I ready. guess so.
1: I think yeah. Tom Harris was a Boy Scout, he was always prepared. That's the motto.
0: I, I suppose and always prepared it, it, that that knife fight for me had definite shades of west side story going on right there. You yes, know, it did. you are getting ready to. And the thing is, you held your own. It reminded
1: me that knife fight it reminded me of, I had done a production of Romeo and Juliet at the Ford theater with the Shakespeare festival of LA. Mm-hmm. And there was some wonderful choreography in that, in that Romeo and Juliet production mm-hmm. where I had a couple of sword fights, but it reminded me of, yeah, like a Shakespearean sort of sword fight or, or a West side story sort of sword fight. Yeah. The choreography was kind of cool. That was, it was fun. I, I yeah. enjoy, I love doing stunts like that and fight, fight scenes. And, uh, was happy to do it and and take the stab there and then you came in and just fully emotional swinging yeah and you don't get stabbed by
0: pit you get stabbed by another dude some yeah she random guy yeah and it's funny like it's you know we filmed this so long ago this is over two decades ago but then when that, that guy came in to stab you i go i remember that dude i remember him i remember his wardrobe was like a like a surfer's wetsuit you know kind of mm-hmm. converted into a prisoner you know garb whatever um mm-hmm. but i remember that guy um like just just little synapses were firing and i was thinking i remember that person on set now mm-hmm. you kind of get uh, the raw end of the deal there you, you don't even get stabbed mm-hmm. by the main guy you get stabbed by the the backup guy mm-hmm. you know now i have to take you Take me over to Don
1: McManus's uh, little house, and we start. Oh, to no,
0: find- we, we don't go there first, Robbie. We go back to our own oh yeah, place we go first, back to our place, and that's, that's when we meet Beans Morocco, and he's taken over our our, our little hovel. And then yes. I got to go to Don McManus's place. Yeah, or Zio. Zio is the character. You go to
1: Zio's place. spot. Yeah. yeah, we finally get to meet uh, Don's character Zio, hmm. and uh, you know you want to ex- you make a make a deal. Exchange, you know, your shoes, I think you offer up your shoes you offer up. Yeah, uh, he want he wants the pipe. And you're like, No, I can't do that. Yeah. So anyway, kind of make a deal there. With well, I say, yeah. What what is the deal you made? Well, we negotiate. Oh, back get and out forth, of there! Finally,
0: to... I'm. Saying, I will take you with us. That's you know, right. That's I'm, what it was. I didn't write that I, down. Yeah, I can't give you this pipe, man. This is what's going to get us out of here. And then he realizes, oh, these guys have a escape plan. So yeah, that's why he agrees to give us shelter and lodging and food. And that food, by the way, those food bricks. Reminds me of there. There is a there's a TV series right now. What's the name of it? It's about that train, high speed train in the future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Around there, yeah. They feed the 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 masses food bricks there. Food bricks. But those are made out of. I think yeah, food bricks food are bricks. a
1: common sci-fi trope of a yeah. a very common sort of go with the manufactured food for the masses. That mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, Soylent Green is a classic right. example of a food for the masses yeah so now we go back to so so we make a deal we go yeah. back and um and we do find the ship that was powered by paralithium and we meet uh these two siblings uh vel and Peary.
0: i think yes. Peri and they look nothing alike. There's no way they could be siblings in real life. <laughs> yeah, okay. they don't look I mean, anything alike. No. Vel is from uh, clearly of, of, of Scottish or Irish background, probably with the red hair. And uh And Peary uh, is, is straight up Mediterranean. Mediterranean so of like, some kind. Yeah.
1: I thought they were really good though, both those actors. I thought they were really good. I um I didn't remember them. Obviously, we didn't work with them because we were stuck in prison, but I thought they were really good, both of them. I think Peary. Piri...
0: I think Peary was somebody's niece. Really, I I, I kind of feel like this was Ken Biller's niece or something like that. I I remember her being. I remember there being a a shade a, a little bit of nepotism going on. Oh, so and so just got ca- got cast because they're so and so's blood relative, and I thought interesting. Oh, that's interesting, which happens. It happens in Hollywood. But she calls Janeway a coward. And I thought, hmm, that's very bold of this young lady to direct that coward. She reference okay,
1: so. So uh, the actress, looking that, it up? yeah, I'm looking it up right now. The actress that played uh, Peary mm-hmm. is Rosemary Morgan, is her name, and okay. she is the stepdaughter. She is the stepdaughter of James Cromwell, who was in what? Star Trek: First Contact.
0: Yes. there you go. There you go. So and she's I, the I...
1: daughter of the original series guest star Julie Cobb. So she has a couple nice. of connections to Star Trek. Her stepdad was James Cromwell from First Contact. There you go. Mom, Julie Cobb was a guest, uh, a guest star on the
0: original series. See, look at that. So, yeah. I'm pulling that out of my
1: that was my good. Hat there,
0: yeah. She went on um, to,
1: to as a she was very young. She went on to do a lot of other TV shows, but that is uh, Peary. Yeah, that's her. Yeah,
0: and speaking of guest stars who are related to other people in the Trek world, mm-hmm. who's the main Occiterian guy, Robbie? Who is it? I can't remember. He looks so familiar. <laughs> Who is that's it? Chris Pine's dad, Robert Pine. Oh, is he really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and if you remember, God. Robert Pine was the, he was the commanding officer on Chips, the yeah, TV series Chips. Right. So, right. Ponch and, and, you know, Poncharelli and John, those guys all How reported funny. to Robert Pine. That was their uh, box.
1: I didn't look at it. Up. He looked super familiar. I knew I'd seen him on A Thousand Things, but I didn't look it up. That's great. That's very yeah. cool. Chris yeah. Pine's dad.
0: Yeah, Chris Pine's dad. Wow. I like that. Okay. So we've got a couple of uh, Trek royalty or lineage Trek people yeah, here. Yeah, So
1: So, and Vel, they refuse to let uh, Janeway board their ship. That's what mm-hmm. Janeway just said to uh, the Octorians is that they could not board her ship. That's so right. um, so fair's fair, I guess. But she does, uh, when they refuse to let her board, uh, she decides to just beam them over. Beams yes. them. Just picks them <laughs> up snatches them up they establish through sensor scans that these are these are the likely bombers not her uh you know harry and tom were not Mm -hmm. so she beams them over and uh yeah yeah Yeah, they are members of open sky
0: yes at Uh, least the brother is right so yes the sister seems to be along for the ride so Yeah. yeah
1: yeah that's right he does say that later on okay so we go back to prison and paris is is stabbed and he's starting to get worse let's see zio explains um
0: the manifesto
1: the manifesto and this is an right. interesting scene when he's sort of staged in a strange way because he's sort of it, facing it away from you yeah i, I have yeah. to say i think i understand what why they did what they did i'm not sure if it was the right call they wanted that shot they wanted the shot of don mcmanus's character sort of looking and the the round shoot behind him in sort of a christ-like um image. halo yes this mm-hmm. sort of wisdom and i think everything in that scene and the staging and the photography was designed to sort of you know amplify that moment with the the, the yeah. visual image and I, i'm not sure if it was the right choice it was it was so self-conscious and so bananas on bananas yeah that I feel like it actually distracted from the moment.
0: I agree with you one thousand percent there. Um, typically, I'm very pleased with what um, Uncle Les, our director, you know how he yeah. how he directs. I'm I'm down with whatever uh, shots he he decides to to use or or what camera angles and, and how he how he approaches his job as a director. But in that particular scene, I remember how difficult it was. For me to try, because I'm, as you can see in that scene, I'm working on the pipe to to basically deactivate the force field, and I'm faced away from him. Okay, so I'm looking at the at the at the you know the electronics and, and trying to re- rewire everything, and I remember as an actor, I kept thinking, God dang it, how often should I be looking back at mm-hmm. at Zio? You know what I'm saying? Because Zio's yeah. talking about all this stuff. Yeah. Because at one point, I do have some lines to him, and the Camera throws focus to me to when I have those lines, but it's, it was so not organic. I remember filming that going, I wish we did this a different way. I really wish we did this a different way. And, and it was really kind of the means justifying the end, sort of like, we really want this final shot of Zio with the halo. And so yeah. we'll do everything we can to push this square peg into this round hole. until. I think
1: works. that's what they did. I really yeah. do. And and the other thing I noticed in this episode a lot of long extended oneers without any coverage. You know, often in a scene, uh, you'll film maybe a wide shot where you see the whole room, you'll film a a close up of one character, a close up of another character, Mm -hmm. maybe a tighter two shot. You'll have a number of shots to cover the scene. So when you edit it, you can change the pace, you can Mm -hmm. do all sorts of things. Yeah. But in this episode, it was handheld yeah the whole I, everything on the on the prison ship was handheld and mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of coverage a lot of the scenes were oners. there weren't multiple shots yeah. to edit with so you're mm-hmm. stuck with like this scene Don McManus's manifesto speech and the shot yeah. that moves in and creates that Christ-like image the visual yeah and there was no shot of a reaction to you listening or or I, I, I guess what I'm saying is they fit everything into that square peg in the round hole for one they had one option and they went with Mm -hmm. it and they didn't shoot anything else if they had different angles and for a moment you could have seen you know stay in that christ-like image for a moment but then get out of it like let it just be a part of the scene not what the whole scene is is structured around yeah you know yeah
0: and you really notice the handheld on w- when the halo is over him, you can see the movement in the camera, and I, I honestly feel, Robbie, that there is so much debris on the ground, mm-hmm. like just junk that they had thrown all over the place. Like typically, the camera can be on a dolly, or they can set up, they can build a track. They'll they'll mm-hmm. they'll bring you know the dolly along, but I feel like there was so much junk on the ground they were like you know what screw it we'll just do handheld for everything we don't even want to mess with having to you know build stuff on top of all this crap that's on the ground and, or clearing it out of the way and then putting it back in
1: yeah that could have been part of the reason yeah i also think back to
0: when we made this one of the most popular
1: shows in television that was winning all kinds of awards was nypd blue and it was all right. changing Whew. the way that people made film uh and tv shows because it was all handheld the nypd Mm -hmm. blue kind of edgy style um was very popular and so yeah i think that i I would imagine it was more than just the obstruction of the trash and the set and stuff i think it was just for that edgy style of like gritty nypd blue style yeah you know um story on, on yeah
0: that makes a lot of sense because it's true because when nypd blue started doing that people were like whoa everybody look how that. yeah, yeah. It, this thing is really this is cutting edge yeah. look how it's all handheld and it's and, and it's almost like they were moving for the sake of moving you know like it's almost like they the guy on you know whoever the camera operator was like okay i can hold this pretty still but i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little extra jolty just to like, get everyone who's watching to feel a sense of like to um uncomfortability maybe yeah. a little bit of anxiety i mean it heightens the tension in a way you know when well, it's funny as an on, audience member yeah it's funny on
1: nypd blue because i was lucky enough to go shadow over there actually one time really and, uh, i had i had expected i'd expected that the whole the whole show was shot on you know cameras up on the shoulder handheld mm-hmm. and it wasn't actually it was not oh. on dollies they were on what's called a fluid head so it's a just like a you know, ahead you can pan around any way you want, and they were all on long lenses, and so they would the dollies would always be drifting and moving, and then the the camera operators would be panning, and the assistants would be zooming in and changing size. So it actually wasn't handheld, but it did have a lot of, like the camera was always adjusting and settling and panning over and tightening, and and uh, it was more that style than cameras up on the shoulder i was surprised i did think i expected that it would be up on the shoulder. so
0: right that's very interesting yeah it's interesting
1: so you and so he gives him the manifesto which basically is saying like this clamp is here to drive us crazy and have us kill each other and if we can sort of zen meditate and overcome that agitation that they're causing that we actually Mm -hmm. can win that they can't control us so basically like a very zen sort of um, you know, Buddha, Buddha sort of vibe that he was manifestoing there. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get yep. the thing shut down. You guys climb up through the air conditioning vents. By the way, at one point, Don McManus is coming around one of the corners. You guys are climbing and I see it sort of bend and move. And I was like, oh God, they should have braced it. Cause it was, it was just, you know, heating and air conditioning ducts. Like it was not the most sci-fi Material to have built a set. And then to have it sort of bending and moving, I was like, oh, that looks a little
0: cheap. But the bending and moving, you probably saw me as I'm climbing inside of that thing. It was so difficult to climb up that. Yeah. Because there was the only way for me to climb up was literally to use my strength to kind of wedge my hands out and my knees out and sort of shimmy I mean it was just yeah the progress was inches at a time and i was straining so didn't hard they have another set move piece faster.
1: that was did they have another set piece that was flatter to film it only no? flat
0: part was as the very was at the very top oh, where the wow. uh, but everything else was it was a pretty much a wow. not a complete vertical but it was at, like you know, 45 I mean, degrees or very, something even more than 45, it was such a steep incline. And I remembered going up in there and I was telling Les, I go, I don't know who built this, but there's no, how am I supposed to climb up this thing? Like right. I'm supposed to be scurrying up this thing. I mean, right. come on now. So it, I, I utilize, I mean, I just can't even tell you how much force I had to exert just to make it look like I was kind of moving up through that thing. And I just remember being very annoyed that mm. it's built this way. <laughs> I kept thinking, come on guys, you know, you could have made this just a little bit easier. Like maybe, maybe some indentations where I could help pull my, my body up. Yeah. Or my something. Hands, you know, yeah. something to help, but no, it was just slick and it was difficult uh, to, to navigate. Well, look um, good.
1: It looked good. Except yeah. for the one moment with Don when it bent and kind of wobbled. And I was like, oh, that looks like a heating <laughs> vent. But otherwise, it looked it looked really good. I thought the cool shot outside as you're wiping all the soot off was very dynamic. But for right. me, like I said, but maybe it's because I remember the episode. It didn't surprise me. Like, I knew it was a ship the whole time. It didn't right. feel like there was nothing else that felt like underground to me. To you, okay. Yeah, like okay. in the design or the vibe mm-hmm. of it. But right. so we come back. You come to take care of Paris. He talks about he had a, a dream about Megan Delaney. But Paris Megan is Delaney. dying. And yeah. uh, it's, a I think, a beautifully written scene. I've, I was very proud of what I did in the scene. And mm-hmm. I was very, very impressed with what you did. I just thought it was a really great scene all around with turns and good writing yeah. and good acting, yeah. uh, if I do say so myself.
0: It's a moving scene because you can see... How uh, you can see the deterioration of Paris's mind. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just, he's losing it. I mean, he's close to dying basically, and it's mm-hmm. just, and it's just really, it's it's an it's an emotional scene to watch. I, I would definitely say very. Yeah, emotional. it's
1: it's very emotional, and you see the beginnings of him really of Paris losing it, where he's he doesn't recognize, he doesn't he thinks uh, Harry stabbed him for a moment, mm-hmm. almost hits yeah. the pipe, yeah. and and well and he doesn't him. realize
0: he was stabbed right he was he was like well, well what
1: happened Wait, to me what happened whole, yeah, yeah he's starting no he yeah. doesn't doesn't remember he's starting to lose it it's very sad it's just sad
0: yeah and if you think about it up until this point any anybody who's watching voyager um they know that there's paris mm-hmm. and then there's kim who is kind of you know Paris's sidekick in a way, or Paris sort of mentors Kim in a mm-hmm. way, right? Um, he's the big brother to Harry, and mm-hmm. then this is the episode where literally now Harry is thrust into this role of being the protector or the big brother, mm-hmm. right? So as you you know, your your int- the introduction of Paris and Kim is basically Paris saving Kim from being swindled. By Cork, you know, so there's that mm-hmm. that big brother mm-hmm. mentality or that big brother little brother uh, dynamic that is set up very early in Voyager and that continues all through every single episode in season one and season two, and then in season three in this particular episode, there is a dynamic shift um, f- uh, caused by the stabbing of Tom Paris now Kim has to be the one that is looking out for Paris, which is you know it's a, it's a big it's a big change for mm-hmm. the characters, yeah for sure huge. Um, so Kim now asks the other prisoners to work together. Yeah, since he's uh, found a way out, then they ask him, "Oh, really? Where? Where? What does it lead to then?" And he tells them it's space, and everyone there laughs at him, and he gets a bunch of stuff thrown at him, and uh, that was not fun filming that because literally, <laughs> I, I was gonna say,
1: "What? I rem- it, stuff was really hitting you, they like were, that was."
0: Yeah, they were th- they were throwing everything at me, and I was just, you know, I remember I was thinking, "What if something like you know." Like I'm not wearing protective eyewear. Like I I, I could have lost an eye. You know, yeah. I mean it was really up to for real. up to the it was up to the precision of I can't remember who was doing most of the throwing, but you know, let's Tom say it was Black, probably whoever. Tom Morgan. Yeah, Tom Morgan. Tom Morgan. Yeah, Tom does Morgan's it all. like throwing it. <laughs> but they were really whoever did most of the throwing, I have yeah. to I have to give them praise for avoiding my eye or mm-hmm. any of, you know, anything crucial. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, nothing was, was thrown at my, my, you know, private areas or, or, or my eyes or, but it was, uh, it was a little unnerving to do that speech and have people just throw stuff at you. That's for sure.
1: Well, then you go back to your quarters and you, you walk over and you see Paris yeah, has taken apart your pipe. Oh God. Yeah. And you were mad. You almost
0: oh, killed so Paris. I know. I know. Yeah, I remember that was that was the, the that was the uh, commercial break was was basically me holding that pipe over my yeah. head and they they cut to commercial at that point point. And, and yeah I, I well because like, if you think about it, it that's the way out that's the way out well that's I what spent-
1: we come back and and uh, uh, Zio's saying like you got to kill this guy he's a drain yeah. on your resources yeah. even offers you a knife you know yeah to kill me and yeah. but you refuse. And then uh, Zio throws us out. He's like, well, you got to get out of here. And if you're here, I'll kill you both. If you, if you don't leave your drain or resources, get out of here.
0: Um, you know, that scene right right before me dropping the knife, you know, when I'm holding yeah. it right there at that up on me, I had to sneeze so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that take, this is over two decades ago and I still remember that take. I'm sitting there going, don't sneeze, don't ruin it. Don't ruin the take. Just, you know, so when I'm talking, it, it's a little, it's a little, it comes off in a really kind of funky way. It's it's a little odd sounding and that's because I'm holding back a sneeze the entire time. And I'm like, and I dropped the knife. Right. I'm like, oh, By my
1: the God. way, speaking of odd sounding, I wouldn't jump back for a minute when you ran into the whole group in the prison and you're like, guys, there's a listen way to me. To, yeah, yeah. Listen to me. And in the wide shots and stuff before we cut in tight, I think you must've looped that in like ADR. Mm-hmm. recorded dialogue because it didn't sound like like i had to go back and listen to it i'm like was that garrett like it did not sound. Oh, you thought it was someone else <laughs> i was like wait who is that and i listened to it three times and i was like that does not sound like you. like it must have been in the mix or in the fact that it was re-recorded because it just sounded yeah. weird but it was yeah, you. but it sounded, but it, sounded uh, it sounded weird i was like who is that no clue remember Uh, i'm
0: still getting used to looping too remember that you know it's like i'm i'm not as as much of a veteran as you are
1: season three (laughs) no excuses anymore dude no 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 all right all right all right all right so we go back on the ship and janeway's decided she's gonna you know trade these prisoners that she's got these uh the real bombers for for uh kim and paris and the ochreterian guy chris pine's dad uh he goes he goes nah They've been convicted nah. like that's how it works here <laughs> yeah. that's that's yeah. how it works like you're your guys yeah. are done there's no it doesn't matter what you find even if we made a mistake we don't right. care yeah that's how we, it works here and she's like what oh. like yeah. no she that thought, she thought yeah. solving this whole thing was gonna get her guys out and they don't work right. like that they don't.
0: yeah no she's she's going by the books and the minute she finds out that chris pine's dad is like no we did even if you have new evidence doesn't we matter. Yeah. We don't care, and that literally sets Janeway off. She oh, at yeah. that point she's like, "Oh yeah, okay. If you're gonna play that way, all right, I'll play. I'll play. I'll play tough with you. Well, you'll see how I'm gonna respond to that." Um, great plan though. Take Neelix's ship, not yep. Voyager, because Voyager is totally under is going to be scrutinized by the Aktrian patrol ships, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they jump in Neelix's ship, and Neelix is able to show us a little bit of his. Razzle dazzle uh, in piloting that ship uh, of his, and mm-hmm. I seem to recall that his ship looked different than that. <laughs> I thought it was more I know, compact. I thought it it was too. like, "Wait, this is kind of elongated." Is that yeah. how his ship is? I thought it was more of a, you know, a uh, more of a vertical orientation and sort of a uh, horizontal. Uh, orientation of that ship mm. so it looked a little different so i don't know
1: all i know is she takes neelix's ship over there and the next thing you know she's sliding down in that beautiful backlight with a yeah. phaser rifle in her hands looking like a badass <laughs> taking down prisoners and <laughs> and rescuing tom and harry so uh that yeah. was kind of cool she slid down the slide yeah down the and tuvok does tuvok, yeah and then tuvok comes sliding down neelix is up there trying to stall With uh, the Ocratarians. Yeah. He's very funny. Uh,
0: Did you mention earlier? I'm going to go back for a second. Did you mention that there were only 50 prisoners in there? Is that what you said earlier? That's what Tom says. I made a note. Like,
1: Tom says this to Harry We're underground and there's 50 other prisoners. And obviously, he's wrong about everything. They're not underground. There's a lot more than 50 prisoners. But that's what Tom thinks. Oh, you know, in the beginning, we're just down here in this small place underground, like being held.
0: Right. Um, right. The other thing I want to, uh, you've kind of glossed over is, is the whole this man is my friend, nobody touches him scene. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene when they're looking, you know, at you and, and just salivating over your shoes and your clothes and everything. This was the famous scene where, as I'm like, you know, kind of waving them off, mm-hmm. um, I stepped on you. I oh, stepped yeah. I'm um, a stick. Yeah. And uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember i remember robbie i knew that i stepped on you because obviously you know that i heard you go Ugh! you made a sound you made a grunting sound and, and i know that it wasn't the trash or debris on the ground and that it was a, i don't know if i stepped on your leg your thigh your hand whatever it was but when you when les landau yelled um, yelled out cut that's when. That's when you said from the ground, because you're on the ground, you, I hear a voice and it's you. And you said, I hate not being the hero. <laughs> I know. Oh,
1: I like sorry. to be the one that's out there fighting and <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be like suffering and dying
0: and <laughs> getting stepped on. I know. I know. Oh. Sure. So I want to apologize to you. And 25 oh. years, like la- 26 years later, I'm so Thanks, sorry buddy. that I stepped on you. This
1: happens. Okay, Things happen in life especially in action scenes like that um yeah, yeah we go back on the back on the ship and uh there's there's uh tom and harry in sick bay and mm-hmm. harry seems haunted you know um paris seems to be kind of recovered pretty pretty good but but yeah. harry seems harry seems to feel a lot a lot more guilt a lot more he's just
0: yeah, yeah he's a little bit
1: haunted and He's worried or he's stressed, concerned, about, yes. concerned
0: Yeah, what about what could have been
1: is yeah. what it was, right? The aggressiveness, yeah. the violence, the, mm-hmm. all of that that he, that he felt in himself for the first mm-hmm. time and saw in himself. Mm-hmm. And it's a side of himself that I don't think he had ever really experienced before. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. And I think one reason Paris could maybe get over that a little quicker and, and even says to him, like, you know what I remember? uh someone saying this man is my friend no nobody touches him I'll remember that for a long time I think Paris's ability to go yeah there's a lot of violence there I see it I I was I was triggered by it but Mm -hmm. I think Paris had experienced that before whereas Harry it was like the innocent kid who experiences that monster inside of him that warrior inside of him for the first time yeah is 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 affected by it and so it was harder for him to to uh, just recover so quickly, but it was nice. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you think about it, that was really uh, a bit of PTSD setting Mm -hmm. in, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just, he's never been in a situation like that ever. And especially in a situation where his best friend has been, Mortally wounded by a knife, you know, you've been mm-hmm. stabbed and, and you're literally on your last, uh, on your last gasps of uh, life. And, um, yeah, so it was super, super stressful for kids.
1: Did, sure. did you have a theme for this episode? I was gonna let you go Listen. and then I would riff off of you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, I got this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say for me, the theme is kind of summed up, you know, my perspective on theme, it's kind of summed up in that line that I just mentioned where, where Tom says, you know what I remember? I remember someone saying, this man is my friend, nobody touches him. Mm-hmm. I think the lesson is that love wins, like not violence, mm. that in the end, you know, love wins. Um, that what Tom remembers is the loving part of the memory, not the violence, that love will mm. win in the end. And that, you know, Janeway's love and f- and care for Harry and Tom. won. it it she found a way to win and get, you know, and 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 save us um, because of love, not because of the hate that these Acherterians had for locking people up and mm-hmm. you know those those kind of um, hate fueled negative um, destructive kinds of choices don't win. So anyway, hmm. that's why love wins.
0: That, that's a good theme slash lesson for this episode. I'm going to go with a more comedic theme slash lesson. And that yes. is when faced with extreme um, conditions or dire straits, just talk about food. Mm. to get your mind off of it. Because we do that a lot in this episode. We do. We to talk- the point that <laughs> we could compile our own Delta Quadrant cookbook, just like Neelix has a just cookbook. Just from this episode. There, just so, from this episode. so many meals. That's Good true. Lord, we talked about food in, in multiple scenes. So, uh, And in the true. very end, we talked more about food. So yeah. we had a nice steak dinner. Um, so that's going to be my comedic theme. All right. Good All right, thing. man. Well, yeah. great. Well, that was a great recap. What is...
1: Uh, do you know what next week is? We've got another oh my episode God. for next week. You know let's 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 all take Here, a
0: look. Let's take a look.
1: It is uh, the Swarm. The Swarm. Okay. The Swarm is uh, season three, episode four. That'll be our rewatch and recap for next week. Thanks for joining mm-hmm. us for uh, our season three very special episode, the shoot uh, with the Delta Flyers. It was great to uh, rewatch and and remember this. Thanks
0: for sharing that with us and for all of you patreon patrons stay tuned for your bonus content bye guys